Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Make that pussy pop for episode 49, you guys. It's Malls. Hi. What's up? Uh, I wish Rachel Dolezal was still famous. She's not famous as we're recording this anymore. And, and she she'll definitely be won't be. I know. And that hurts. That's hard for me. By the time this airs, yeah. And it's wrong. I only want her in my life the way I wanted John Bidet in my life, which is that I just wanted it to go away because it was sad and scary. And I wanted everything to get fixed and go away. But I, I also love it. I loved Jean Bonnet. And to this day, I'm obsessed with her. Is Rachel Dolezal my new Jean Bonnet? Maybe, yeah. Is it wrong to compare a woman who pretended to be black for six years to a slain <laughs> beauty pageant queen? Yeah. <laughs> was it only six years? She was, uh, I think it was like 10, maybe. Yeah, it was not a long enough time. I mean, her, her reading her brother talk about it when he's just like, you can't blow my cover. That's what she said to him. I'm like, I got a good thing going on up here, and I'm a prominent member of the black community. This is what she said, and don't tell anyone that's not my father. Can you imagine someone saying that to you? I mean, that's I, I feel like there's stuff about this whole story that, like, either we don't know or I haven't read. Like, she's got some stuff. Molly, you should probably tell the listeners who's talking right now. <laughs> I was just about to, Christina. Thanks so much. Thanks for telling me how to do my damn job. I don't come over there and uh, breastfeed your plant. All right. No, I know you're tired of that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just love it. I'm sorry. You guys, our guest today is Meredith Brace Sloss. We met Meredith Brace Sloss. You have a hyphenated last name. Um, Actually, there's no hyphen. No hyphen? No. Um, Some records make you put a hyphen in there, which is very frustrating. Oh. Birth certificate, no hyphen. No hyphen. Why yeah. is that? Where, how are these last names independent yet the same? So, <laughs> so uh, my mom's maiden name mm-hmm. is Brace, and my dad's last name is Sloss. And my mom, like has been a raging feminist since forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did not want to lose her identity. She's an only child. You. And uh, she read a study that if your last name is at the beginning of the alphabet, you do better in school. Oh, that's true. You do. So. You get you get preference. Yeah. That's great. That's really cool. Um, I am, have always been um, intrigued by hyphenates. I have. Because what do you do sure. when you get married? Um, my goal was like, I'm going to marry Joseph Gordon-Levitt and then I'll have four surnames. And if I could like have a fold out driver's license, that would be really cool. That is really cool. But I don't think they exist. But maybe I would have had the first. I have heard that there's like, what is the maximum amount of characters you can put on a California license? There is like, it's an insane amount. Because I know some people have very, very long names. They just have like a smaller font size. Yeah, where they have like 27 middle names. Right. A lot of Asian um, cultures do that. True. Big on the middle names. You and I have the same middle name, Caitlin. I'm just Kate. You're just Kate? Yeah. K-A-T-E. I'm Molly Kate. Here's Molly my here's Kayla. my whole name world. Uh, I'm yeah. the only one in the world. <laughs> I'm the only Meredith Brace Sloss. That's nice. That's great. Yeah. How do you know? I mean, 
Goog. I've Googed. And then also, like, I've just assumed. I mean, the hyphen, yeah, it does add a... a that would be truly bizarre, actually, now just, that you mention it. I just think it looks nice without a hyphen. Yeah, it's true. It does. You sound fancy. <laughs> what? Without a... Like, with, with, like, having three glossy. names. It sounds yeah. very, like, ooh. Yeah. You know what's like, awful, old, old money. Old money. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fake until you make it right. I'll yeah. just tell everybody I'm old money. Girl, you could be on Southern Charm with that name. Do you watch Southern Charm? I don't. That's the one that's in Charleston, right? Yes. I have a friend from Charleston, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, none of those people are from Charleston. That's what she told me. They're, oh, no, they're not. They're so serious about, like, being from Charleston. Like, if you're yeah. from there, like, it's a big deal. Well, Catherine's from out in the sticks. Yeah. Craig's from Delaware. Okay. Shep is from I don't know where. Um Cameron lived in LA for several years because she was in the real world. Whitney lives in LA currently. He is the executive producer of that show, which really? I wonder if he pays to have that show made. So is it just like a bunch of people who are like, we're going to live in Charleston and pretend we're Southerners? Is that like the... I think they all have... I think that Whitney's mother has a tie to like Charleston society and okay. that Whitney is obviously the one who like curated this show. Okay. Um, and as the executive producer and I think he got that girl Jenna who he lived out in LA with to come back to season one. Okay. I think he got Cameron involved because she's a, a local girl that was already been on reality television, pretty skinny, etc. Um, Catherine Dennis, he obviously poached her out from wherever. Um, she was like a local known model. I mean, all of these people are, I guess, society adjacent. And some... I love how quickly you can just like go right into this. Like, oh yeah, Southern Charm. Like, oh, is that I've dark? I know, I know. It's really, it's actually sad. And it the worst part is, is I, I mostly listen to a lot of podcasts that do the same thing. So this is normal conversation, and, and I no, think I this is how it. everyone talks. I have, I mean, there are shows that I get like that about. So. I understand. I'm more like that about like Drag Race. Oh, yeah? Yeah, RuPaul. I, I've never really watched. I, I've seen bits and been like, this is really, really good. And I would get so addicted to this. There are seasons that are better than others. Oh, really? Which yeah. one's your favorite? Season three. Okay. Is Raja. that universally known as the best? I think like season three, season four is really when it was hitting its stride. Okay. Yeah. Are so. you okay? So we know each other technically through Vanderpump Rules, which is one yes. of my favorite things of all time. We met through the Pumped podcast. We did because I came on one time, and and you and Ariana, who mm-hmm. I said on the last podcast, mm-hmm. it's Ariana, and I always say Ariana, and I think a lot of people do because you said it's, Lisa. I think it's the Lisa effect. Lisa effect. It is, yeah. and it's the British slash Boston thing. I want to elongate my A's naturally. Yeah. I've just always known her as Ariana. Yeah, that's true. You guys went to college together? We did. We've been friends for 12 years. Is it really weird to see your best friend be on reality TV? Yes. What is that like? I mean, it's more the, like, reaction. Like, I get so heated when people are mean to her on, like, social media and stuff. Right. Yeah, because it's just, like, She's a hard person to be mean to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she is. And the only people that I would think that would be mean to her are fans of Kristen. Right. Who... If you if there's someone who's a fan of Kristen, they're insane. Yeah, I don't I I don't understand that. It's totally the lower fifty percent of the po- human population, and those that are is. those are a vocal lower fifty percent. They like, are very vocal. I enjoyed her when she was on our show. I thought she was Ariana. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you haven't had Kristen on? No, no, don't, no, no, Kristen. Oh, no, never had the pleasure. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, Have you ever been in her company? I, I've never been in her company. No, Oof. and she was the first. 
pump rules person to get brought into our universe via Lara, who saw her at Fratelli, the most depressing cafe in Los Angeles. <laughs> I just walked by there the other yeah. day. Yeah. And uh, it's not bad, but it is kind of depressing. Um, yeah. I stole something from their bathroom once. I stole a painting off the wall. Um, How big was that painting? Small. Okay. It was small. Okay. Uh, it's of a donut. Um, anyway. She ran into her when she was like, Lara was trying to stalk like the people from Dancing with the Stars and she ran into Kristen and Wait, which Sheena. Dancing with the Stars people were she, was she trying to stalk? I guess um, Fratelli's is near the place where they all work out. So there's always a lot of Dancing with the Stars people around there. Like was she looking for Derek Huff or like? I think Lara just really likes Dancing with the Stars, period. So I think she was hoping for any kind of sighting. But it might have been a, an especially campy season. It was like three years ago. But she ran into Kristen and Sheena and uh, gave Kristen her book. They connected through Twitter. Next thing you know, she was our closest contact. And we were going to take that. We were going to be okay with Kristen being the <laughs> – that must have been weird for Sheena too, seeing Lara at Ariana's birthday. She's probably – this girl stalked her way into this fucking group so hard, which is why I thought to myself on Wednesday as well, I was like, it is very strange to think that I might be weird to these Vanderpump Rules people because they are so weird to me. I mean, Ariana's not, but most of them are pretty weird to me. Are they? I yes. mean, I don't, it's well, it's weird for me because I like have met them through Ariana. So like, you don't, okay, group, so Jax like, isn't, isn't, it's interacting with Jax isn't weird to you. He never interacts with me. I mean, I have brown hair and small boobs. So like he doesn't, he doesn't see me. Right. So it's nice. It's like cloak of invisibility. Yeah. It's it's like it's like Harry and Hermione and Ron like under the cloak. Like I did notice that about him. He does seem to. Uh, there was a couple people actually that seem to have an incredible ability to look past people like a, someone like Lara said she was like full blown ignored like four times. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's amazing. Did we say this was for Ariana's birthday? I don't know. I don't Did know we? It was like the taping. It was taping for her birthday. I don't I'm sure she had a real party. Was that her real party? No, that was her real party. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you guys did a whole thing. There was a, we can't yeah, say. I mean, but. I don't know if I, I don't know if I should say. Like, I'm I don't not, think I mean, say. I've posted some like, stuff on Instagram of like what I mean we we dressed in a costume there was but a big like, surprise yeah I'm not posting the video of the surprise nobody's told me not to but I'm so that's you know, interesting America be surprised I feel <laughs> like that is it's I assume that she must have some off-camera birthday party too but you're right that's like her birthday party that was her actual birthday too. yeah like, you're right that was the day so. yeah it was at a beautiful house it was really fucking fun yeah it was really Super cool. fun it was really um, cool Happy birthday, Ariana. Oh, and you gave her the best present. Yeah. Where did you get that made? Will you tell oh, I didn't people get that what made. it is? Um, it's a horse costume. Um, I dressed in a horse costume. <gasps> no, no. The bracelet. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I got her a bracelet. Um, that's, that's not on camera at all. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I got her like the signature bracelet. And um, I got it on Etsy from a little shop called, I want to say it's called Sentime. I've never seen it before. It's like a it's like a signature. You can take anyone's signature and have it on a bracelet. That's yeah. so cool. I thought you were like, where'd you get that horse costume made? And I was like, wow. Like Oh no, hon. I I've 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 gone to Hollywood costume before. I know. I know. That comes in a bag. Um But yeah, so we're gonna do uh, a game we do here. It's called Do You Fear That? Okay. And basically I'm just gonna ask you about uh fifty different things. And if you fear that 
you tell me yes. Okay. And if you don't fear that, you say no. All right. If you feel like you need to elaborate on your fear, you can feel free to do that. I as always well. like to elaborate. I share way too much. Me too. <laughs> it's actually plaguing me how much I share. You can't undo that, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to take at least I'm aware of it. And I feel like if you're aware of it, then you can start to like take a step back from it. But totally. I word vomit all the time. Ready? Oh, I know. <laughs> Do you fear the word vomit, Christina? She fears vomit. It's on the list. <laughs> Do you fear that? Ready? One, deep space. Yes. Two, fire. Not really. Food in countries you've never been to. No. The dark. No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. I just went to a wee spa for the first time. So like that's been knocked out of me. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like I that's I fear that. And like that's Going why I, when I think about like <laughs> why I why I fear seeing an, a naked adult, it's being in situations like in spas where all of a sudden I feel like I don't like my eyes are not my own. Like I don't know where to put them and mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, and where I do you look? Like, where do you look? I feel like feeling like my own eyes are a burden is something that I fear. And he's the, you know, where sure. I'm like, fuck, why do I have to have this? Well, like we spa was fine. Like it's a Korean spa for those that don't know. It's like you go in and you just, you're very naked and everybody's very naked. And that wasn't so bad. But like I, the gym that I belong to is at work. Uh-huh. I do fear being naked in that gym. Of I will course. change in a stall. Cause I don't need somebody, I don't need to like go into a job interview for a promotion or something and be like, oh man, she saw me just. Girl, I was on swim team my whole life. And like, I had to go to school with all those bitches too. So I was always like, I'm not, they would always be like, uh, and like their 16 year old tits would be flopping around the locker room or whatever, like out just like full vagina naked. And I'd be like, girl, I have to see you at school tomorrow. Go in the stall. Like, what the fuck? Like, I can't live knowing what you look like. They naked. didn't do that like awkward thing you do when you're changing the, and like towel teams, change you're just like oh yeah or, like you just like you just figure out a way to change your clothes that shows the most like minimum amount of skin exposure i will go home with my jeans over my wet bathing suit <laughs> before this locker room full of bitchy 16 year old girls sees me naked no thanks Mm-mm. i fear that i fear uh, teenage girls unexpectedly seeing me um clowns uh to a degree me too yeah. Not a lot of people admit that they're really scary. Yeah. I, well, I don't want to clown like all up in my space. Like, they're if menacing. I'm, yeah. Like if I'm at a circus and they're down in the ring, for, if I was at a circus, I don't know why I would be at a circus. But if they were like away and like in their space, fine. But if they like creep up behind me, like yeah. audience immersion, no if thank If I know you. I'm going to see, oh, I hate audience immersion. Like anytime the performers leave the stage, I'm like, you get right back fucking up there where you came from. No one needs this. Um, sleeping alone. Oh my God, I do that every night. Well, I have my dog. Does that count? Do you feel I, crazy when your dog's not in your bed? Like, no, I'm relieved him? that I don't have a little man like barking in the middle of the night to cuddle with me. My so. dog's the size of a loaf of bread and he can take up an entire king bed. Oh yeah, mine stretches his legs straight out. Max is a little bit bigger than Wags. Yeah. But he'll like arm. Yeah. Oh, the arms is really tough. It's like, how do they do that? It's like, my dog is seven pounds, but he sometimes feels like 200 pounds. Like, yeah. he can just make his body weigh so much. Yeah. Wild. Animals are crazy. Uh, getting caught talking to yourself in the car. No, I do that all the time. Little person porn? Oh, I just feel like that would be, like, exploitative, and that just makes me sad more than... Scareful, yeah. yeah. Germs? Uh, I used to be way worse about it. No, not so much... Saying a new word out loud for the first time? 
Um, I usually hold back. If there's like a word that I want to say, I'll hold back. And then like later I'll Google it, make sure I'm using it in the correct context. Uh Context. I'm really bad at like pronouncing words wrong though. And my best friend will like harangue me for it every time. Yeah. But I just got, I've gotten used to it now. I need someone like that in my life because I will just blow through a word confidently sometimes, even though I have no idea if it's the correct word, Mm -hmm. it's going to mean what I want it to mean in that moment. Yeah. Say it with uh, confidence. Yeah, I do. But then no one corrects me and I wish they would because I'm like, you're letting me get away with this shit? (laughs) Like, what's wrong with you? Call me out. Um, uh, Oh, the idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. No, usually I'm the one who gets real academic about a thing. And my, my fear is that my friends are going to roll their eyes at me again for analyzing feminist, uh, you know, issues or whatever in a movie. What does your mom do? My mom has done everything. She's like a jack of all trades. And then she became a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And she still kind of like lives that life. Um, she sounds she, like a badass. She is a badass. I've learned a lot from her. You're smart. Thanks. I love it. Thanks. Um, first dates. Yeah. Yeah. I hate, <laughs> I hate, I hate like first dates at restaurants mm-hmm. where you have to sit across the table and like job interview and eat at the same time. I hate <gasps> eating in front of someone I don't know. Ugh. A guy, I can, I can't eat in front of guys I don't know. And it's so unattractive. And actually, you know what? I can. That's not true. If I have zero attraction to them whatsoever, I can eat on a first date. Right. But if I remotely like a guy, it's like, then I'm nervous anyway. You yeah. could just go for coffee. Maybe I the went, first date should just be coffee. I went on a first date with this guy from Tinder. I probably shouldn't share the story, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Please. And I'd had a rough day at work and I was like, I need a beer. He was like, oh, let's meet at father's office. Like, that's a nice kind of first date place, yeah, right? Sure. Like, that's cool. And I was like, well, I'm coming from work. Like, girl's going to be hungry. He's like, that's cool. He's like, they, they have that burger. Like, everybody talks about the father's office burger. So I was yeah. like, yeah. And I was so hungry and I was so afraid from work. I just like shoved that burger in my mouth and I was drinking beer and he had like a Mexican Coke. And I was like, that's weird. And then I was like, well, I'm going to go get another beer. I didn't want to be like pay for everything for me. It was a first date, whatever. I was like, do you want anything? He's like, no. I was like, hmm, okay. Mexican Coke doesn't want anything else. Uh, Turns out he was like in AA Mm -hmm. and I'm like, pounding beers and then like the father's office burger is really messy i just had like meat all over my face it was weird here's was the weird thing night. though you can't if he doesn't care you can't care if yeah. he's if he's sober and volunteering to go to a bar that means he feels like he's in a good enough place yeah. for sobriety and by the way like i feel like dating a guy who has his life in control like that might be kind of nice um it the power transfers sometimes which is what i found out on the second date when we oh. went out to sushi and he asked if I would be willing to steal the little like soy sauce pot. He's like, do you steal? And I said, pardon? Because I thought I'd misheard him. I was like, for sure. He did not ask me if I steal so casually. And I was like, uh, what? What? He's like, do you like, do you steal? You know, like for kicks. <laughs> <laughs> so now he was that him replacing the not drinking it is it's yeah. a compulsive behavior yeah and i was like no he's like oh so i was just to say if you wanted to put this in your purse like it's really cute <laughs> 
never. I love it. I never I spoke it. to him again. <laughs> but that wait, how did the rest of the date fuck. go? Like, like you- I was, just, I was just like, you know, Liz, like pretend it didn't happen. That didn't happen. Like, just continue. I was about to go. Were like, you just like, no, 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 I'm not gonna put this soy sauce. I think I was just like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then just like put sushi <laughs> in my mouth, so I didn't have to say anything else. That's Tinder awful. is weird in LA. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. I love that. Uh, finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. Yeah. And like any kind of head case thing, any kind of like tumors or something. Oh, like right. Anything in the head. Yeah. 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 I, I hate those uh, brain tumors that like may, like fuck up. Like uh, there's like um, this brain tumor that like makes you hypersexual. Ooh. If it attacks one area of your brain, it's a really rare brain tumor. And it makes you turns like the most normal straight laced housewife and or teenager into a full blown raging bisexual all things down sex machine like that, they're that just fucking anyone on the street um, that um svu episode where the head. woman was a pedophile yeah, yeah head it's the best episode ever <laughs> it's called head oh my god i'm gonna look into this yeah it's fucking awesome and just when you think it's over it's not like it's 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 such it's a really probably some of svu's finest work um watching mold grow on nature shows no no but like but like so I do have this weird fear and I you know I've listened to the pod I know I know it's coming up on this list I have this weird fear that's not on the list that like I thought I was a crazy person I thought I was 100% crazy for being afraid of this and then I found out my best friend had it um it's the fear of like clusters of dots it's called trypophobia. And if you Google it, like the image- pictures of dots. Like turn around <clears throat> you, that- Oh no, no, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> those are all those are all symmetrical. Okay. It's very weird. It also is like the same thing as like um of like spider webs or like cracks in glass. So if it looks like a little ant pile or something, you don't like it? It's like there's like a frog that has this like cluster of lumps on its back. Like if you look up trypophobia online, like that will come up um it's some people like can't look at lotus pods it's like a natural formation oh of, wait is it what's yeah. the one that's like it's it's like a, a flower or a pot or something and it has mm-hmm. holes in it that's a lotus pod mm-hmm. oh i don't like that i don't like that actually i think i have that too yeah. <laughs> i think i have that too <laughs> so like the google image search people pull it up at work like if i mention that i have it like christina's typing now yeah and then like i can't like i cannot don't show it to me don't show it to me don't show it to me because i'm very sensitive to that shit and it'll ruin my day what is it what is it what are you looking at oh, tell me what it is i like that say, say what it is say what it is what is it do i have to look no do i have to look no you don't have to look it but it's just is like a, a quick like, gander a quick gander whoa. it's like gross some people okay, are ready? just like gross show me really quick okay, i'm hold on, hold so hold nervous hold on, hold on. <laughs> I really am. I don't like stuff like this. Wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really hate that. I yeah. really don't like that. It's really because you know what? It looks like bees live in it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's no, honeycomb is, is part like, of it. It looks yeah. like something like lives in there. And I, I have like I know. it. <laughs> You're like up and moving around. Can't handle it. I know. I'm physically yeah. makes me really uncomfortable. No, and I've like come to Girl, terms with this for fear. hijacking your fear. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry for adding a fear. To, maybe put this fear on the list. See if yeah. other people are. It's a weird thing. I don't fear all of these things, by the way. I don't think that you do. Okay. okay. Yeah. But anyway, this yeah. is good. Yeah, oh. this is going on the list. 
I'm so sorry to give Keep that saying, to you sorry, guys. Sorry, I know because it's yeah. also mesmerizing. You can't turn away once. Yeah, you well, see it either. I noticed like a lot of clickbait <sighs> articles will put pictures like yes. that. They'll couple it. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm like, why it's would so anybody want to click on that? Why? They do the pineapple finger too. You know the pineapple fingers. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah, it's you know what it is. It's <sighs> that lower fifty percent. Oh yeah, yeah. No, not for me. Thanks. Yeah. Um, what you'll see when you look in the mirror. No, I've just come to terms with it. <laughs> Alina Dunham's success. No, go. Go, girl. <laughs> Dancing in public. No. Singing in public. No. Missing out on events slash parties. No, I prefer that now. The older I get. Having to go to events slash parties. Uh, no, no. That you're a fraud. No, not yet. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid? I mean, I, now I think of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected? Yeah. I did have the fear when I kept, when I started hearing people say Ariana all the time. I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe I've been saying you're Oh, wrong. my God. <laughs> I was the one who started. I was like the Meredith effect. The yeah. Ariana was the Meredith effect, and the Ariana is actually what it was. There is no Lisa effect. No. No. Turns out she just doesn't care. No, she doesn't care. She's chill. Spending a week in Times Square. No. Uh, contracting an STD. Yeah, who isn't afraid of that in 2015? I don't know. I feel like some like super sex positive people are like, you know what? It's the price of the game, man. You know, like you never know what you're going to get. Like there's ways to take care of it. Just throw some antibiotics at it. I care a lot. There are some that you can't. I have said like that is the price of the game, but I'm also afraid of getting an STD. If I had like, a wart burned off my vagina, I would never leave my house again. I just, I just because <laughs> that's me personally. And I'm not saying no one in America who's had a wart on their vagina, vagina, virgin, vagina, gross. Oh God, don't say that. <laughs> that really that's another thing that really grosses me out vagina no <laughs> when you say it like a little child that's having a hard time with the word <laughs> i'm not gonna say it myself but i think that's gross and i think adults that say that are wrong um that really grosses me out it's like that uh, that's like see yeah i don't want to do no <laughs> so you're just like not a fan of uh sexy baby talk no, not I don't think anyone should be to be honest. I hate I hate couple baby talk. Oh, it's I saw so a blowjob bib once at the hustler store. It was a little baby bib. Oh heavens! Looked like a little terry cloth thing that you'd snap around your baby's neck. What before it ate its applesauce? Oh, who who would make that? And I'm who like, who thinks about that? Yeah, who thinks like, oh, I want to put my dick in this infant's head? Oh. <laughs> it's not even like. All right. Um. Oh, okay. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. No, I have that game at work. My uh, one of my coworkers, she has a little jar of jelly beans, and I like to play this game with oh, her. Oh, you like it? I like to go up to her when she's busy, and I'm like, "All right, I think this one is cinnamon," and then I chew it really slowly. In oh, front you try of her. to guess it before it's in your mouth. Are you ever psychic about it? Um, well, I've started to like recognize them now. Unfortunately, I really like to mix up my. Oh, jelly you can't bean look. Game. Oh, I should. You I, have to look blindly. I'm going to do it now. Uh, going through TSA? No, I'm just like frustrated. Needles? No. What's in tap water? No. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family? <laughs> I don't want to say yes, but yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, Sunday nights? No, I love Sunday nights. That's the best TV. That you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. 
Uh, no, I'm usually checking that often or I'll like disclaimer like when I came in here and was yeah. like, sorry, I might be rank. I and lead with that a lot. Yeah. Uh, commitment? Uh, prob- probably. Becoming homeless? Yeah. Change? No, I love change. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? Um, <laughs> if they didn't love me back. Um, <laughs> no, no. Vomiting? Uh, no, uh, I used to be, but I'm not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Bugs? It depends on the bug. Like a centipede? Like bugs I can look at from afar if they're on me again. It's the yeah. same thing as like the clown thing. Totally. Yeah. Um, sorry, I keep losing my voice. Uh, being fisted? Oh, I, I just would rather not be. Yeah. Unusually good looking people? No, I've gotten used to that in Los Angeles. <laughs> the dentist? No, I have a great dentist. Death? No, less so the older I get. Knowing what your hot dog is actually made of. Let's just not think about it. Crying in public. Crying in public. <laughs> uh, if I could, if I could like muster Disney princess tears, I don't want to ugly cry in public. Right, right, right. Yeah, like um, Kim Kardashian. Yes, <laughs> right. but sometimes I respect that. Like just going for it. I mean, if you can't control how overcome with emotion you are, yeah. yeah. I had I had a cry session at the mall by myself. I got some really bad news on the phone that I was like at the like I was least expecting it. And I was at the mall by myself and I got this call and I like had to like run through the mall with my sunglasses on like crying because I was oh my God. sobbing. And then I had to drive home by myself like while I was sobbing. It's terrible. That's fine. Like when I lived in New York, I cried like the in my entire commute home which is like 45 minutes in in public crying yeah. once or regularly i was afraid it was regularly and i was about to like console you yeah i was like christina it's <laughs> terrible well you, do you never just like spontaneously cry of course i do yeah all the time yeah yeah where did I cry? I started crying some someplace the other day, and it was so odd. I was like, I could, like, where is this coming from? Sometimes I cry when I hear like Barry White, <laughs> because yeah. it reminds me of my my parents, and I like, you know, they're in New York. I don't see them very often, and you I miss, miss them. them. Yeah, I cried about a song from The King and I on my drive home one night, and that was really weird. It was very unexpected. Um, Young Lovers from Yeah, it's a very emotional song. It's I'm not going to sing it like I don't have a fear of singing in public, but I'm not <laughs> going to do it right now. Um, Diana Ross does that to me sometimes, too. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Like the King and I is like my mom's favorite play. Yeah. She gets really emotional about it. I was going through a breakup and it was a whole thing. And so I just cried through Griffith Park. It felt like really beautiful, though. Yeah. And they were Disney princess tears. So oh, that's yeah. good. Um, being with a girl who's crying in public. No. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit. No. Heights? Sometimes. Like if I'm at the edge of them, I'll get like this tingle in my back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're totally true. Yeah. Like, That's like our that human feeling. nature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the idea that your worst enemy might be correct and you are in fact terrible? Uh, no. 50. Birds? Um, no. But I think, again, that's that. Like if they're coming at me. I had a bird kamikaze me the other day when I was walking with my dog. By the way, want to throw out there, Bachelorette Caitlin is afraid of birds. But that has was birds tattooed on her. I know. Wow, face those fears, girl. Yeah, it's weird. It's really, I mean, I love pigeons personally. I think they're great. Yeah. I think they're fun. They add a nice color to the atmosphere. 
they're, I think they're, they're actually beautiful. Aren't they actually doves? I think they're actually yeah. kind of beautiful. Um, all right. Well, are you ready to play Please Advise? Yes. I'm calling it Play Please Advise now. It is a game. Yay. All right. Let's do it. Hey, Malls. It's Lo from Boston, Mass. Um, I'm just calling kind of a bit of a dilemma. I am living with two of my best friends, one that I've known for seven years. We've lived together for four of those seven. And the other girl I've known for three years, lived with her for two years. And about a year ago, I decided to adopt a dog from Puerto Rico, and they were super supportive. I said that it would be my dog, and I would take care of it. They were like, yeah, absolutely. We'll go with you to pick him up. Like, we'll love him like he's our own, blah, blah, all this stuff. And we got him. He's perfect. He's Enzo. He's amazing. And now, about a year later, our lease is up at our apartment, and they're throwing shit at me like, oh, we maybe want our next apartment to be, like, dog-free or pet-free. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I have a fucking dog. Like, yeah, like, we still want to work it out, but we kind of are feeling like we want it to be, like, pet-free. Like, he's not a fucking sweater. I can't just return him. And, like, I'm sorry, I don't have the money and the budget to get a dog-friendly one-person apartment in Boston. Like, that's just – I'm 24 years old. Like, I don't have – I'm not swimming in money. So I'm actually going to get drinks with them right now to, like, try and figure stuff out, but I don't know what to do. And they're also, like, yeah, we want to get a place that's, like, $400 more than our rent now and, like, in Southie. Like, fucking Southie is North End prices, but, like, it's shit. Like, it's fucking Southie. I don't want – and they're, like, that's just, like, where we are in our lives right now. Like, that's where you are in your life? Like, with Southie crafts, I'm going to get shit on for, like, shipping on Boston, but whatever. I'm just living my life. But I just don't know what to do. Like, are they just trying to not live with me? Is that what their deal is? I know. Please advise. Thank you. Love you so much. Love Nick the roommate. Love Christina. Love Percy. Everyone. Thank you. Bye. Yes, they don't want to live with you anymore. And they're trying to let you know in every other possible way that they are going to make it as difficult as possible for you to continue living with them, except for actually saying that out loud. And they're doing that. Because to be honest, that's a fucking weird thing. And it's weird that you haven't picked up on that. It's a weird position you're putting them in by not having picked up on that by now. Totally. Because by the way, you got the one thing that no one else in the apartment has, which is another life that you're responsible for. So sorry, sweetheart. You got to sign the new lease in the apartment and find two new roommates. And you know, you sound like a brat. She does. She sounds like a brat. I'm sorry. When you're young and you're broke and you don't have the money to live someplace you that's not selfie that's not Southie's fault that's not that's not Boston's fault that's not that's your fault and by the way you don't have to live there you can live in the suburbs they can go get a you can get a car you can do a lot of things you can work go move to up. Providence Rhode Island you can join you can go to Puerto Rico and, and work at the very dog shelter where you found your dog you that can do whatever magical. you want yes <laughs> if Puerto Rico is beautiful but you sound like a like a victim of your like circumstances and and which is not attractive like you're too it sounds like you're capable so it's just an unattractive thing that you're like complaining about what is very clearly a simple thing I 
will say that it is difficult in your young 20s, like dealing with people and dealing Definitely. with situations. And, you know, it is bratty for them to not come out and say something, but also very typical of somebody who's 24 to just not say how they actually feel about a thing, but get mad at you or decide to take their anger out on you or just not be upfront about things. So, yeah, they don't want to live with you anymore. Definitely. They have a pretty established friendship, though, before they have like uh, before living together. And I think that what their fear may be, and this is why it's a little bit different than, you know, it's they want to be her friend. They just don't want to live with her anymore. And And they don't want to confront and say that like it is. Right. And maybe, you know, they don't want to say like, look, like we fucking love you, but like you have a dog. I mean, I don't know how your dog is trained. It sounds like they were really happy to go pick him up, but that living with him hasn't been what they wanted. So maybe there's a behavioral issue with your dog that's not going to be appreciated by multiple roommates. And that's something that as I'm going to say as a dog owner with a spoiled dog who was like, you know, my roommate and my dog got along okay. But like, you know, she wasn't obsessed with him. And it was very obvious that this was like, something that I had in the apartment that was like a nuisance yeah I have a dog as well and so I know I mean I live alone I was fortunate enough to find a place that was reasonable I can afford it and I can live there alone with my dog I don't have to like voice that on other people um but yeah like you were saying like look into other locations I don't know the Boston area obviously as well as you do But, you know, there are other places where you either can live alone or, hey, make a new friend who has a dog as well and maybe have like a happy little dog apartment. Right. And, you know, that way you have somebody who understands how dogs operate. Yes. And everybody will feel great. And You sound a little naive about what the responsibility of owning a dog is because if you... Yeah. I was just thinking about that. If she is having difficulty and she has to live with two roommates to be able to live in Boston... Maybe she shouldn't have gotten a dog at this time. But that's having thing, a dog is, is that, also a very expensive expense. Here's the thing. I was in over my head with Wags, but that doesn't mean that I didn't work extra hard to keep him and make mm-hmm. re- other adjustments in my life to yeah. make sure that he always went to the vet and to make sure that he always had food yeah. and that he was doing well. I managed to make that happen because I realized that I had done a very selfish thing and adopted a dog when I was too young to mm-hmm. afford it. And mm-hmm. so, but that didn't mean that the pet needed to have a bad life. Yeah. And so there was things that came you know, at the expense of having wags, but I wouldn't trade that for the world because right. he's my little man. And I will give props to Lowe for saying that like, he's not a sweater. I can't just return him. So maybe she does understand the responsibility. Yeah, but your friends great. aren't asking you to return them. They're not delusional. Yeah, they, they just don't, don't want to live with you. Yeah. They yeah. don't want you. Kristen, Kristen. They don't want to live with you. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, move on. Like make some, you're 24, like make some new friends and new roommates. And like, maybe you're not going to be as close to your best friend anymore. Like, that's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, she's in that age, 24, where you're in that very, like, transitional phase of, like, shedding your friends and shedding whatever skin that you have is just, like, fake. I would so, hate to be 24 again. Yeah, no, yeah. be the worst. Couldn't pay me to be. You just blow through friends at that point in your life because yeah. you're trying to figure out, like, who's a value, like, what mm-hmm. sticks, and you don't even know what matters to you yet. Yeah. And also, like, living with friends can be kind of tricky. Uh, like, oh, break, it's terrible. Break, it's not advisable. It's terrible. Breaking that up is very tricky. So. Yeah. It's not advisable. I really like I that's why I think Nick the roommate's so awesome is because oh, it's like him. he's a from Craigslist, but he's perfect and you guys get along so well. Alternatively though oh sorry. Alternatively though, before Nick, I actually did live with one of my best friends, Heather, who yeah. designed her logo and it worked out swimmingly. So Yeah. 
it's it is it is touch and go like you never know i mean my best friend michael him and i lived together for a short while and the only complaint i had about living with him was that he had an espresso machine and he would crank that thing up at 7 a.m and then like smack the grounds out of it on the sink too much but he'd also make me a latte and it was delicious yeah i mean it's give and take with her i lived with my things were great with sarah i I, it just it it didn't it didn't like make us not friends living together it just i think it did add a stress a new a new level of stress to our friendship that wouldn't have been introduced like just simply because you know so much about each other's lives which is something by the way to consider when you're thinking about moving in with a guy. When you think about how much your life changed when you moved in with your friends in the mm-hmm. past, think about how much your life will change when you move in with a guy or a girl or whatever. It's true. So I would say get a new roommate. That would, My advice would be get a new roommate, live in a new neighborhood. My nose is so itchy. I'm sorry. They don't want to live <sighs> with you. Get new roommates. Yeah. Give it. I mean, you're 24. Like you're going to like get new roommates, meet new people, go to dog parks. You could find your own very own Nick. Like yes. you could get lucky. Yeah. 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 And Lo, just like, you know, I know you're, uh, I know you're 24, you're figuring things out, but like, you sound a little bit ungrateful. And I know, and I just need to point that out to you gently as someone that's older, that like, used to say a lot of things like that myself, like, you're not better than the world. And I know you know that, but like, start practicing that in your attitude because you are acting a little bit like you're better than the rules of the universe and that's not okay like that is going to be a struggle for you if you don't get a grip on that um and i know that you knew i was gonna like rip you a new asshole for talking about boston but like it's not about boston it's like girl look anywhere you are look around you and those are your fucking people Okay, so if you can't afford your rent in the city you want to live in, those aren't your people, sweetheart. You're not there. You can afford South Boston. Those are your people. You better get to like it because those are the people that are in your life. They're in your station in life. Get used to it. Bye. Malls, what's up, girl? Okay, so I have a situation, and I know that you're going to give me some pretty real advice. And I feel like I know what you're going to say, but I feel like this might be a little bit different than what you've talked about on the pod before. Okay, so I'm 23. I live in New York City. So fun. Love it so much. Oh, my God. Um, And I was dating this guy. He was a year younger than me. Um, So he just graduated, and we were, like, so obsessed with each other. It was so amazing. But then he, like, got kind of shitty because he was a year younger. Our, my senior year, he was a junior of college. Um, we went to Colgate University. But then um, we – so he got shitty. He, like, hooked up with another girl, so we broke up. And then we got back together for a little because we were, like, really obsessed with each other. And then I graduated – and he stayed at Colgate, and we were to be, like, broke up for real because I was far away, and, like, he's kind of shitty. And now it's been a year, and now he's starting to talk to me again because he graduated. And I don't – I feel like definitely I shouldn't do this, but he's so nice to me now. And you guys always say, like – or not always, but someone was on the pod before, and they were like, the best relationships are when you break up and then get back together. So I don't know. Um, but love some advice. You're the best. Bye. 
I did this with my college boyfriend, except we broke up for my junior year and got back together for my senior year. And he had already graduated. So at that point. So yeah, I look, I actually think you should give it a whirl because realistically what I think you're not taking into account is that this guy didn't want to spend his senior year of college with a girl that was out of college and not around. It sounds like he just wanted to have his senior year and you got to have your senior year, but with him. And I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of uh, think that it was a good thing that he got to go have his senior year. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to give like relationship advice. Cause I've been in so few. Um, yeah. I mean, I, would, I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I would give I it move about the world, you know? True. Yeah. Um, I would, I mean, talk to him, but like, also you're in New York and you, you know, keep your options open. I wouldn't like lock it down. Yeah. You're so young. You're I'm not saying get married to him again, yeah, but I'm no. saying they're going to get together. They're going to fuck. They're going to go drink. They're going to hang out for a couple months, watch some movies. Just oh, don't no, just things didn't work out. Well, whatever. At least you got to have fun again. Yeah. Give it a whirl, but like, don't. Don't lock it down is what I would probably say. I mean, if he's being nice and like hookups and stuff in college and, you know, but college is dumb. <laughs> like you have your fun and now maybe he's an adult a little bit more. I mean, you're not an adult at 23, but you don't you know. realize when you're in college how weird life is immediately after you leave college. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember the week after I gra- had graduated being like my life's over. Well, that's that. Well, that's that. Where are all the hot people? Where are all the hot young people that I used to just like hang out with and get drunk with and look at all the time? They're all gone. I was fortunate enough. I had an internship that like extended past my graduation. So I had this like elongated like, oh, I'm having a great time. And then uh, then it hit me. Yeah. I Like right after I graduated college, I went to a a European tour for like a month with like similar aged people so it was yeah like, that's really experience. smart yeah you gotta <laughs> they were mostly like i just moved big australian dudes <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that's not bad yeah no it wasn't. um yeah my, my my advice is to give yourself as much time after college to like break yourself into the real world but you know i mean i bet that he like graduated college saw how bad it sucked to be single and like out in the world again alone mm-hmm. i bet they will and then he like reconnect. texted her hey yes exactly <laughs> what happened you sh- that's when you get the yeah. hey because she, he knows that she went through it too, and you know maybe he's and just he's looking like, for a little oh, now security blanket. I see blanket. why she was kind of like being a bitch about like when we broke up. This is really boring. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> listen, like and it's a guaranteed in. Yeah, but so like <laughs> hang out with him, but also also like know your worth a little bit too. Yeah, I would say that like he's coming to you, right? It like. Yeah, I mean, sit up he's straighter. For dinner, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him take you to dinner. He needs to earn you back. Yeah, but then I, I, I really, I see a three month, I see a summer, a summer fling for you too. Oh, how lovely for you! I don't know what your name is because you didn't say, but and you guys are comfortable. You don't have to do the whole warm up thing, the whole like eight weeks of dating where you're like, oh, what is this? Yeah, oh, that's part of the reason I fear dating so much is because I'm like, oh, you're a brand new person. I I don't want to tell you all my stories, and you have to like, I have to explain my last name, and you know, (laughs) and people, you can just show them this podcast and be like, listen to this. Oh, thank God. (laughs) that's my calling card now I think the scary scary thing about that is like someone could still be shitty like you could get pretty like you could get eight weeks into dating and then all of a sudden it's revealed that like he voted for George 
Bush both times. Yeah. Like, and Actually, then you have to just like live with that. I was in a relationship with a guy for eight months. I'm very politically active. Like I love, I, when you grow up near DC, you cannot help but like, I thought the national news was like my local news. Yes. Um, and I dated this guy for eight months and then found out he wasn't even registered to vote. Ooh. And he was like, no. And I was like, dude, it's, it was Obama's like, it was Obama's first election. I was like, this is really important. Like, I don't care what your politics are. I don't care if you cast an empty ballot, but like for me, this is kind of a deal breaker. Yeah. And he was like, that was like the biggest, that's why we broke up really. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. there's things like that. I, yeah. It's just, it's things or there's always things that'll disappoint you, hon. So You're it is right. nice. It is nice to have somebody to know, like know their weird shit and stuff and it's convenient once yeah. in a while if you need a band-aid yeah it's nice yeah. have a summer band-aid yeah nothing have a, wrong have a summer with putting on an old pair of pajamas that's how i think of it you guys this week's your appreciated is from someone who left us this comment in the itunes store love five stars by c my Kristen. Big fan of Malls and Crew. This pod does not disappoint. Her advice can be a punch in the face while remaining loving, spiritual, and always real as hell. Guests have been hilarious so far, and I hope the pod continues and Malls gets all the Sriracha Cashews life has to offer. Thanks, girl. I actually don't care about Sriracha Cashews anymore. I'm kind of over them. I think I can make them myself. But thank you so much for leaving that comment. And you guys, you can have your comment right on the show if you go to our iTunes, rate us five stars, and... uh, Leave us something that catches our eyes. All right. Next call. Hey, malls and guests. Um, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I've actually called before and gotten some fire advice, so I'm looking forward to see what you guys have to say about this. Um, There's this guy that I date casually when he's in town. He lives um, out of the country, and he... This time around, when he was coming in this week, he expressed a lot of interest in seeing me um, and made sure to tell me, like, please have time for me, da-da-da. So I said, sure, and we made plans to meet for drinks. And long story short, I arrive at the time, and I see him sitting there with six of his guy friends. And he didn't, like, offer an explanation, like, oh, they were here or anything like that. And he had completely dressed it up like a date, unless I misunderstood. Um... I found it bizarre, but I want to know, am I being too critical or is this like weird? I mean, it's weird for a girl to show up to a date and find six men sitting there. Um, also, I'm a little younger, like I'm 25 and he's in his 30s, so I f- feel like he should know better. Okay, let me know. Thank you. Bye. Girl, was that Yolanda Foster? No, but uh, please advise us worldwide because that question is from Lebanon. Damn. Yeah. How cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that is super cool. Um, so uh, that so she she emailed that as a voice note, which you guys anyone can do. The audio quality is actually way better than your voicemails, but feel free to email a voice note. Yeah, yeah the audio a- quality was extraordinary. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it sounds to me like you might be his side piece when he's in the country, which I think you know. I mean, you know that Mm -hmm. you guys are casually seeing each other. Mm -hmm. And think about this. Let's say you go to a country several times a year, but not very often and for not very long periods of time, and you're dating a girl, but you've seen her the last few times you've been. I think that you would – or you're dating a guy. I I would think that you would at one point 
try to involve that person in something else because you're trying to squeeze in so much in the short time that you're there. And I think yeah. that he was just, he was hoping he could merge the two. Yeah. I think it's weird that he didn't make that more apparent to you, but I also think that it doesn't sound like you guys are serious enough that yeah. he owes you an explanation. It it seems a little weird. It does seem weird to me. Like, it seems weird to me that at no point did beforehand did he say, like, hey, my When I've been going be on there. a date with someone I don't like, I've invited other people. Yeah. I've done that and it's not cool, but like if it's gotten, <laughs> if it's gotten like too down to the wire or it's like my second or third date and I'm really not sure if I like this person, but I want to like keep giving it a try or whatever reason, right. I have invited friends along, which is not like as a surprise, which is not okay. Oh my gosh. Can I do that with you? Can you like come on some dates with me? Sure. Like I would absolutely do that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm always concerned for girls in general i'm a little concerned that a 25 year old was showing up to a restaurant and there were six like men in their 30s waiting that concerns me a little bit um thank god i mean at least it's a public place like that's cool um i mean if you're not gonna see him again for a few weeks like if he comes back and and you are cool with doing this like you know casually good for you like what a what a progressive lady i love it um I just, you know, if you want to spend time alone with him, I would make that clear and ask him, like, you know, last time there were some dudes waiting. Yeah, I would have texted, like, talked to him after, like, hey, that was fun, but, like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> you know, in my early 20s, I dated a guy that was nine years older than me, and I really, like, thought we had a connection. And I yeah. thought our connection was intellectual. I thought it was founded in humor and in shared mutual interests and a deep respect for one another's work ethic and it's stuff. No, he just, I was a 23 year old girl that was like willing to hook up with him and be by his side and like eat his dinners and tell him he's handsome. And that was, that was what it was. And it sounds a little bit like when I look back on that now, I look at all sorts of things that happened in that relationship and I'm like, Oh, that was like blatantly disrespectful, mm -hmm. but I was too young to put it together that, Oh, like now as a 31 year old woman, when I'm dealing with a 23 year old or something, I know I have so much more life experience than them and that I am holding a lot of things I know about life and humankind and interactions above their head. Yeah. And I try to do my best to say like, well, okay, like this is something older people know, but here you go. <laughs> yeah. We did that with Chrissy just yes. in the last episode. <laughs> we do that with Chrissy every day. That's the only reason why she's still alive. Yeah. Um, she has four DUIs now. Um, <laughs> Chrissy has a suspended license. Um, and she's technically wanted. But anyway, I, um, yeah, I, I think that he might be doing that to you. I think he may not be telling you the truth about his level of respect for you. Yeah, totally. Totally. And you only really see shit like that when you see them with their contemporaries. Because when you guys are together, you guys are contemporaries. But when – I remember I went out with this guy that was nine years older with me and his friend. And I remember I said something at dinner. And I remember I started the statement with like, you know, the thing is about blah, blah, blah. And I was saying – I was speaking very – confidently about a subject I simply was too young to fully understand and like have a real opinion on I think I was speaking about like finances or like something like I just wasn't I was making like $30,000 a year I'm like talking to two guys that have made hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for many years like they are in a different planet than me and I remember them looking at each other 
and him kind of like smirking and his friend being like making a face like, yeah, she thinks she knows. Like, and I look back on that now and I have such clarity. I was like, oh, I was a little jackass. Like I was like a girl that was like just like fucking mouthing off and I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. And these two older guys were like laughing at me yeah. being like, dude, I can't believe you get to have sex with this retard. Like it was just <laughs> like, that's what it was. At the same time, like, as an older person, you kind of have to have a little bit more sympathy for their naivete, I think. Yeah, I think they were like this poor, poor girl has no idea that we don't care <laughs> well, about no, her they were opinion. Back, yeah. They like her opinion. This girl thinks it's her like, opinion oh, means something. Yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, sweetheart, you think like <laughs> uh, that's cute that you think that early 20s are just, again, the worst. Like that's Terrible. that's the theme. I guess is that being in your early twenties is terrible. I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. Oy. I know that was Oy. not no. Girl, I hooked anyway. up. I hooked up with an older guy once, and I I knew what the game was at the time. How many like, years older? Oh, twelve. Oh, yeah. I was twenty one. Yeah, it was. I mean, That's huge. I was. On I a, mean, it's. I think it's different if you're oh, doing yeah. like a twelve year age difference when you're twenty nine and like whatever. That's yeah. really creepy for a guy. Oh. Is that he was he thirty three? Yeah. That's really creepy. Yeah. It was uh like I'll I'll tell more details later, but like he definitely was taking I knew he was taking advantage of me and like I I called him out on it too and he's like, "No, no, no." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you are." But here's the thing, then you I had never a even time. fully understand that at the time. Like don't you look back on that and be like part of me was that? That is actually the one time I look back and I'm like, "Wow, that was that was I'm so proud of myself for not like latching on to that. I have a tendency to latch. Yeah. But I, that is the one time that I was like, wow, good for you, girl. I mean, later I didn't like I later I made my mistakes, too. But that in that moment. Right. I'm bringing this up because we had a caller once or we had gotten an email where someone kind of chastised Molly for not um, like when Neve was on, mm -hmm. not saying like, oh, this girl needs to be protected from older men. He was talking about, you know, virginity. That it, I'd heard I'd heard a little bit of it. I don't think it's I in the Trollmates podcast if you guys want to go back and listen. Yeah. But um yeah, and Molly was like, Well, sometimes these younger girls have to learn lessons from older guys, like not to get burned. But um yeah, what would you think of that? In terms of like if um, someone had told you while you were dating this older guy, like, oh, it wasn't hey. even a date. It was just it was a hookup. Oh. There was no possibility for it. <laughs> no, I mean, I like I said, like I I knew, and that was like I think even now. Do you need at the time? Did you feel like you needed someone to protect you from? Oh God, like no, that? no, because I knew I knew specifically what it was. Other times, like I've needed protection from situations I've been in, but even if it was offered to me, I wouldn't have taken it. People, I'm telling you, people yeah. don't want to know. And if they want to know, they don't want to listen. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I learned my lessons. I did. Like, yeah. you know, I've been in some weird relationshipy things. Um, when I know it's bad, like I know it's coming and I'm like, all right, I'll I'll figure it out. It's, yeah. It's, you know, I'll cut myself off. Yeah. Turn I mean, it's tough. It's tough. I respect that. I've always struggled with stuff like that. It's very difficult to like. That no trust, trust thing. I have a really hard time being 50-50. I don't understand how to like have one foot in and one foot out. Because, I mean, that's why I'm single. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Woo. I mean, you know, there's if it's easier if you like date multiple people at once and like have that whole thing going on. But like it's, yeah, that's hard. I don't know how people find multiple people to date at once. I have trouble finding one. Yeah. I don't. Just like, got to go you, to the racks, girl. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Is dating like shopping at Marshalls? Yeah. 
That's exactly I what it's find like, the actually. I gotta find the marshals. Yeah. You know, ideally, it's Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> once you find a once-in-a-lifetime deal, you know? Next, we have a letter. Hi, Malls. I would like to remain anonymous for this one. I love the pod. I've been an avid listener since the beginning, and I'm glad that I'm finally sending something in. Kind of. Okay, I really need some advice. I don't even know where to begin. So I met a girl this semester who I am now somewhere between acquaintances and friends with. Today, she was warning me about a male mentor of mine possibly not having good intentions with me. Then she told me her story with the staff member at our community college because he's friends with my mentor, and I am in complete shock. She said that he got her number from a school-related list, texted her, and started flirting with her, and she flirted back because she thought he liked her. At some point, she went to his house, drank a bit, and they started making out. He's, taking her out to, he's taken her out drinking and has tried to have sex with her, but she has said no every time. My main concern is that she also just turned 13. Not 13. Oh, God. Oh, let me go. Jesus. <laughs> let me take that back. Woo. Uh, woo. Woo. Uh, my main concern is that she just turned 19 and he's 37. Oh, no. <laughs> Better than 13. <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, it is, but yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and <laughs> also legal. Oh, and also, she's a student at the college where he's an employee. He is a mentor at the school, and the fact that he would date a naive 19-year-old who has no experience with guys. I know this because she told me before. Seems very calculated. Every time she asks him what his intentions are, he avoids giving a straight answer. It's pretty clear that all he wants is sex. I'm worried that it's not just her and that he tries to take advantage of other inexperienced and gullible girls at our school, and I don't know what to do. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. P.S. What does having that hit it and quit it look mean? Someone said this about me, and I'm furious, but also a bit confused. Oh, bless. Oh, Oh, bless. Fuck. Oh, bless. Girl, you are in over your head. There's a lot going on. The fact that you didn't know something like this was possible is a big concern. Nice. But more than that, the fact that you hear this and it's like, that guy's lecherous. Yeah. Totally. You need to tell the administration. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't put your face on it, by the way. Yeah. I that's mean, a phone call. That's like you call the campus police and you make an anonymous phone call. Yeah. Or you write a letter and drop it off somewhere. Um, or, you know, you get like a disposable email account that deletes itself within like five days or something. Is it illegal? No, but is it really, really creepy and fucked up and wrong? And like, it's mm-hmm. not moral, morally correct at all, or probably ethically correct also, at all. I mean, that goes back to what the debate we were just talking about in the last call, where where it's like, does she need to be protected? You know, here's the thing is that I don't think she needs to be. I don't think this. Yes, I do think the 19 year old girl in this case needs to be protected because that is. Uh, when you're a teacher, when you're an authority figure, yeah. this is, maybe he's not preying on her mental state, but he could be preying on other girls' mental states. Mm-hmm. And when you are a person of authority trying to assert yourself with someone who you know is in, like, the subordinate role, yeah. you're basically taking advantage of them. You're putting them – there's no way that you could fully, like, comply to engage in that. No. Um, also, I know that you guys get calls internationally, um, 
but she's 19 and this guy is taking her out for drinks. Oh, yes. Yee. I think this w- woman's from stateside. Okay, so yeah. you have to be 21 to drink. Um, I'm yeah. not saying that people underage don't. However, if you're with somebody from your school, and again, remind me, is he he's a mentor to this? Is it a student? Yes. The 37-year-old guy is a mentor, and she is saying that the 37-year-old guy came on her radar, his inappropriate relationship, mm-hmm. because this girl told her about it after observing our writer, our our listener's relationship with her 25-year-old oh, teaching no. assistant. Sorry. Um, he's a staff member, and he's friends with her mentor. Right, but then she says that the 37-year-old is in a mentor role at the school, too. Oh, okay. So that... I'm just, yeah, that's, yeah, they're in a position of authority. Where is the school getting their mentors? I know. This is not, none of it's great. Like, I mean, here's the thing is that, you know, you would hope that teachers would have like a pure heart about their mm-hmm. students and like view them as separate beings. Mm-hmm. But the same way that like anyone can work at McDonald's no matter what their sexual preferences may be. Mm -hmm. Anyone can be a college professor. Mm -hmm. And then you take hot 19-year-old impressionable girls and you put that in front of a person who happens Mm -hmm. to be into hot, young, impressionable girls. I don't think the fact that he's a teacher at the school is going to make a huge difference. And And you would hope because you're, you know, you're being paid money to be there. You would hope your dick wouldn't be your biggest concern at work no matter where you are. Right. But you just don't always get that with people. Some people are fucking creeps who take yeah. advantage. Yeah. No, definitely tell the administration. And, like, don't be afraid. Um, Like, don't be afraid of a man because he's 37 and is being paid by an institution. And if I were you, I would go to the 25-year-old and say, do you know that our teacher is fucking? Like, this guy, this teacher is fucking trying a 19-year-old? Or, yes, yeah. trying to. habitually trying to fuck this 19-year-old girl, taking her out, getting her drunk. I float that by him because you're closer to his age, so I think that you guys will be able to relate to one another. Uh, He will probably be creeped out himself by that information. I mean, you can be anonymous. Uh, It's hard for me to, like, I I love being a shitster, especially when things are inappropriate like that. I would love to get him fired. I would love to watch him pack his box. That can lead to you having to get transferred out, though, too. Like, because like you can't ruin your own experience in college, you know? No, no, I don't advocate that for everybody. For me, I enjoy it. Can we address? Can we address the uh, P.S. of the letter? Let us. Yeah, uh, hit it and quit it. Kind of girl seems means that like you probably are fun to fuck, but that you're like not. You don't have the personality to hang with. It's a huge insult. Yeah, you, you should, should be, be furious. furious. Yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe I mean it could be in a it could be a slight about your looks. It could be a slight about a lot of things. It's not nice. It's I, that doesn't not sit nice. that doesn't sit well no. with me. Yeah. I'm concerned about your school and community. <laughs> it does. It much. sounds like you're in some fucking buckwild zoo up there. I don't know where you are, honey. Sounds find, not fun. Find something nicer. You deserve nice things. Transfer. Yeah. Will you just tell me privately via email where you're from? <laughs> I would like that. You go to, yeah, just a little bit of that for me. And I won't tell anyone else. And please update us about that. Yeah, I, I would love to know how this goes. You guys can update us at any time at 323-450-7408, by the way. And you can also call in if you would like your call to be on the show. You want to take another call? I'd love to. All right, let's do it. 
Hi, Malls. This is Sarah calling from Brooklyn. Big fan of the show. I'm very thankful to my friend, Abigail, who I've known forever, who introduced me to it. Um, I'm calling because I could use some big advice. Um, big as in overarching, like, who I am, my advice. Um, I just, just, just got out of a relationship, uh, a serious one, essentially engaged um, to a man who, over the course of our time together, about three years, became a very serious alcoholic, Hospital, hospitalized multiple times, uh, got fired from his job, um, and he hasn't been able to dig out of that hole. I, I had to remove myself from the situation, and while I don't feel great about it, um, in fact, I feel pretty fucking shitty about it, I, I am trying to move on. But that's not what I'm calling about. The guy before that, another three years, also actually engaged with a bling ring and all, um, was a guy who was, like, somewhat famous and super depressed and wrote about it. And then a few years after we broke up, killed himself, which, I mean, had nothing to do with me. He was really, really deeply messed up. Um, the guy before that, my, like, long-term high school boyfriend, super fucked up, severely depressed become, like, a major druggie and a drug dealer and still, like, harasses me to this day. What I'm getting at is three long-term relationships with psychos in a row is a problem about me. So how do I, in this beautiful, it's all about Sarah time post-serious relationship, deal with me? And how do I figure out what it is about me that is setting myself up for failure with these men who are unable to help themselves? I will take any and all advice um, and any and all, you know, chastising words that you have for continuing to make poor choices. But people are not always what they seem until it's too late. Small, thank you so much for any advice that you have. Um, and I look forward to listening to your show. Thank you. Well, uh, let me tell you first a joke. This is a joke for my friend Morgan Murphy. She said, um, if I like you, it's not a compliment. It's a diagnosis, <laughs> which is very real. And here's a little story. Uh, once uh, I, I was single, became single once, and um, I was dating. And I went out into the world and I was, you know, talking to all sorts of guys through different things, IRL, you know, <laughs> people I had known peripherally through the internet, speaking to them. And I started speaking to this one guy. And within a couple minutes of speaking to him, I noticed something. And I just wrote to him. I said, are you a cocaine addict? And he said, yes. And I, he said, how did you know that? And I said, because I like you. And then I never spoke to him again. <laughs> like it is if you are. Yes. Yes. That is you. That's you. You are drawn to people with dynamic, charming, diverse, interesting personalities, which are a lot of times addicts and very depressed people. That is a trait. Those are traits of a lot of addicted people and they are depressed uh, traits of a lot of depressed people. And it's, you know, addicts are, you know, notoriously charming, cunning people like you want to be around them. And that is why they're dangerous. Yeah. Um, I mean, the story that I had earlier about the guy who was in Alcoholics Anonymous, like he was also in N.A. and he also wanted me to steal things for him. 
And I just saw that immediately and was like, eh, nah, nah. Um, in the past, I wouldn't have done that because I am a very nurturing person. I'm very maternal. I like to take care of people. Right. Me too. And my last relationship, if we want to call it that, was that of somebody who was like, they needed help. Right. And I wanted to help. And right. they were desperate for help. So it just became a vicious cycle back and forth, back and forth. Um, I think it's really great that Sarah's self-aware. I do And that too. Sarah's recognizing her situation. Um, I think that's super important. And that's the first step to changing. One thing I want to point out is that it sounds like things got exponentially worse in every relationship over the course of them being together, which I wouldn't say is Sarah's fault, but I would say that it sounds to me like she's probably doing a lot to enable these people because if things are getting worse when you're with someone that you're supposed to be accountable to, then that means that that person's not holding you accountable. Right. And right. definitely not her fault, but it's... No, it's easy when you love someone and you're accepting and like, mm -hmm. you know, you sound... You sound like a very confident, cool girl. Like yeah. you sound really cool and you're obviously incredibly lovable and these people obviously do feel nurtured by you and feel that you make them feel special. That's why you've had such committed relationships with these damaged people. But you may be like the ultimate human shield in some ways yeah. and you want, might want to think about why it is that you do that. And I, and I think that means Al-Anon. To me, that's what that speaks to me is I think you should um, adult children of alcoholics mm. because there is probably some sort of chaos in Sarah's family situation yeah. that this is coming from. Possibly. I would guess this is usually where the development of this sort of thing comes from is when especially with uh, the need to um, just like be OK with things, let them slide, let it slide, let it slide. Mm -hmm. That's if you are that's if you're constantly being disappointed and like let down your whole life mm -hmm. and you need to cover for the family and you need mm -hmm. to cover for the people in your life like yeah. any of that starting to sound familiar Sarah I don't know I would just go I would read go to an Al-Anon website and just read a little bit about what Al-Anon is and see if you relate to any of that yeah and I would definitely be in therapy and I'm definitely, sure that was you my are. next thing yeah it's like I started therapy last year and like I was going through a rough patch and I'm not anymore I still go every month because it's really nice to have somebody to like Yes. Keep me accountable. And, you know, it's just it's a nice balance every week. When you're not talking to anyone, you think you're alone and you think your problems are very unique because you don't have any. There's so many things no one talks about. Like no one's going to walk around being like, I am so insecure and I secretly feel like my parents think I'm stupid. Like people don't walk around saying those things out loud, but that's something that a lot of people feel and are plagued with these emotions and if you don't talk to someone and find out that that's really common and it's actually something you can manage and fix and not you know not fix but learn how to cope with or whatever um find a different mindset you just gotta you gotta give yourself that gift of mental health especially sounds like you've been all about other people for a really long, long time and it's mm -hmm. got to be sarah time right now yeah and that's actually that's what my therapist gave me was the permission to not feel bad about being selfish you know, it was it was a weird year. It was a weird like couple different choices that I was making. And she gave me that permission to be like, no, you know, what? you need to take the time for yourself. And I did. And I would that would be my advice to her, too, is to like really be careful that you don't automatically get into another relationship. Like right now, I know too many people who jump from one relationship into the next and I don't see them working on themselves you know to each their own you do you I would say don't even date just like don't. be alone for a little bit I'm telling yeah. you the universe will make you 
be alone as many times as it needs to until you get it. Yeah. Like you're yeah. just going to be that's you're going to wind up again. You can you can not do the work and you can go out and meet some guy tonight, but that's not going to erase the last nine year years of behavior and patterns from you. Yeah. Um, even if he doesn't have any of the issues of the last people, you still have those behaviors ingrained in you mm-hmm. and the way that you interact with people. So that it's like fundamentally flawed. It's just influenced. And I think that, you know, kind of putting a new pair of eyes on that might help you. Definitely. Go to therapy. Take some time. Um, Don't blame yourself. Um, I mean, you are the common denominator, but that's because it's your life. Like, you'll always be the common denominator. And everyone has this shit. Anyone who's not married and everyone who is married has this shit. Like, everyone is just like, sometimes you just found the right person who can put up with all your shit. And you, like, think like, oh, they must be like, they must be like good, like, better than me yeah and no like they're usually not better than (laughs) you it's just they've found someone that's you know willing to deal with it so yeah whatever fuck it (laughs) right who's your uh who's your ex-boyfriend i want to know that's a blind item he's kind of famous you said i want to know it's very ted casablancas i know yeah um all right the social question of the week taken from our table topics. This is interactive. You guys can interact with us over social. Tag us at please advise on Twitter. Please underscore advise. Sorry, on Not Twitter. Not enough people have been doing it. And I want. We, That's we, why I'm kind of wondering why we're doing it. But I'm going to do it. Yeah, you're going to do it. it. Yeah. Please. Okay, well, it's we, interactive. We will, re- yeah. we will retweet you if you do. Isn't that worth something to you? Please. You fucking losers. Okay, ready? <laughs> What was the worst photo ever taken of you? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna send multiple. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it's painful, right? No, bad I, photos. I invite it. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I love it. I love. I like it when I'm in control. Mm-hmm. When it's Charles you, in charge, oh, I like yeah. it. Oh yeah, if you own it, it's not I'm embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Hi Charles. Hi. <laughs> yeah, no, but if it's if it sometimes there's those ones that like when someone posts a bad picture of you on Facebook. That, that yeah. hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It's like, no, I don't look like that. Like, <laughs> but you do look like that. I take a bad picture frequently. Yeah. Like that, 70% of the time. Here's the thing. I never really take pictures because mm-hmm. I don't generally, I just don't like to. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But also the big thing that it is for me is that I don't have control when other people take photos. That's really what it is. It's yeah. like I don't have control over how that gets decided. But you do if you have a picture face. Yeah. You got to keep like two, three picture phases in your arsenal. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Practice in the mirror. That's This is your homework? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a picture <laughs> next time we hang. You have nice teeth. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you, have, you do. You yeah, have beautiful teeth. really nice teeth and she has beautiful hair. Yeah. And skin. Chrissy, put on some lipstick. <laughs> this is where I know. This is where we turn into our mother. Now, <laughs> Meredith, do yeah. you have a... Um, free advice for us like on anything yes like something you think people need to know okay I think that there are two things that you need to be successful in life I was just talking about this with my friend Whitney the other night okay and she she live tweeted it drunkenly god bless (laughs) her two things you need in life to be successful to know your energy and once you know your energy find your tribe I favored that 
I think because I thought that was really, really smart and very, very true. That is really smart and true. It is. It's from RuPaul, guys. RuPaul RuPaul knows all. Like, I have a little at my cubicle at work. I have like a RuPaul image right there. And it says, know your energy. It's true. Do you feel like you found your tribe? Actually, like through RuPaul. I'm not even going to lie. Like, drag race has really changed how I feel about a situation. Really? Yeah. It's just because... RuPaul is so irreverent Mm -hmm. and like I just love uh he does this amazing web series called RuPaul Drives Mm -hmm. um fantastic have you watched it so good the John Waters episode in particular I love John Waters oh my god he has Courtney Stodden oh I need to see that I love her too amazing oh where I went and I, I had to get something like notarized or something and they also did passport photos and they had a Courtney Stodden passport photo where she was like Oh, it's great. She's smizing so hard. That's everything. She's like posing. Love it. I Instagrammed it. I'll have to find it and show it to you. Love her. Um, See Stodden. But so RuPaul's changed your life. RuPaul has totally found your tribe through RuPaul in a way. Kind of. I mean, I've always been like I have my like lesion of gay men constantly. Like my best friend, Mm -hmm. she's like she has a lot of gay friends. And she was like, Meredith, you have a lot of gay friends. Like, and she said it to me like that, and I was like, oh, maybe that's a problem. No, but, no. And you also have a really good group of girlfriends, which is I like, do. it's it's usually one or the other with a lot of people. Like, I don't have a yeah. huge group of girlfriends, but I do have a pretty big group of uh, gay guy friends. I have like two straight guy friends. I just don't, I just don't keep very many heterosexual men in my life. I don't life. have a lot of it's, gay guy friends. It's, you, you don't, but it's. Oh my it's, gosh, hang out with me. I feel more like a gay man than I do a straight woman. I've said it. Like as long as I can remember it. At this how? Point. How so? I don't know. I just, like, like what? I feel would, like what characteristics would make you technically a gay man over a woman? I don't. I, th- I like an irreverence and like. Uh, I, I just. I don't feel like I carry myself like a straight woman does. Like a lot of the like straight ladies that I know and encounter on a daily basis are just kind of like. And it's not feminine, but there's just like more of a like demure quality. And like, yeah. I don't care. I, I shout it from the rooftop. And maybe it's because I was like a theater kid, too. Uh, I think that probably yeah. plays into it. That probably has a lot to yeah. do with it. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right. Well, you guys, I think that's it. Can I episode. can I give a quick shout out? Oh, my God, please. OK, so, yes, I know you through Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. But the reason I know that you were so into Vanderpump Rules is because you talked about it on this podcast. I didn't know you had this podcast. Oh, really? But my friend Molly... From college, we met through Live Journal before, like we even started in college. Love it, I know. So she listens to you religiously, and she was like, she was like, oh my god, Molly's talked about Ariana. So I was like, Ariana, Molly McAleer is talking about you on her podcast. And Ariana, who's like so into Tumblr, was like, shut up, I love her. And I was like, girl, we have to like connect this. We have to make this happen. And then the Pumped podcast happened. Oh, I love her. And so that's why I came along. That's why I came along to the Pumped podcast because it was like, oh, my God, I want to meet Molly. Oh, you're so cute. So this is like, this is such a moment for me. Oh, girl, I'm so happy you're on. I I know. And I was so like, it was so, we were in the middle. I've was taking Please Advise production very seriously for a while and booking our guests out like months in advance. Amazing. And I think I blew you off via email like three times by accident. I but also, assume you're busy. Here's the thing is I used to just be on email all the time and yeah. now I just hate it. So yeah. I never, so I'm always like email me because that used to work. Right. And now I don't check it anymore or when I do I'll read it and I'll be yeah. like, oh wait, you can't respond to this now. You have to do this like later when you're like right. thinking. Oh yeah, I do that all the time and then I just forget. And like as if I, as if I, it's ever going to be an improvement on <laughs> what I'm thinking. 
thinking at that yeah. moment. Yeah. I act like it's like I'm going to write like a six page letter if I just wait 15 more minutes. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening, Other Molly. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Other Molly. What's her last name? McCormick. Molly McCormick. What's oh, up? Eminem. Yeah, I know. I, I know. love it. Um, girl, hey. Um, you guys, you should call us. Molly should call us and leave yeah, a Yeah, Molly, call. Yeah, Molly, what's wrong with you? 323-450-7408. Get it tattooed on you. Hey, if you get our number tattooed on you, I will <laughs> come to your birthday. Uh, She's email, good at a birthday party. I'll She'll fall right out of moon bounce Yeah, for I will. I, I did. Oh, my God. Can we talk about what happened? So did you know about this? No. Did I tell you? No. So at the birthday party the other night, I... You know, I I like games. I like things. I like a thrill. Okay, I love I love anything thrilling. So I was on a moon bounce, and I was the first person that like climbed up there. Besides, like I guess probably the um, staff tested it because one of the producers told me later that this happened to someone before me. So I was a little bit less embarrassed, but. Um, it was one of those things that happened. It was so embarrassing that I actually like brought attention to it because I was like, this is so bad that at least other people have to see this so that like they can enjoy this because I can't enjoy, there's nothing about this I can enjoy. And for me to act like it didn't happen and have someone see that would have been insane. You were owning it. You were Charles in charging. So I was Charles in charging it. So I got into the moon bounce. And, you know, I was, like, having fun. And then, like, after, like, five minutes of just having a normal moon bounce time, I was like, you know what you should do? You should do what you would have done when you were a kid. And you should throw your whole fucking body across this moon bounce. And you should hit the wall and bounce back. So I threw myself at the net wall and fell out the side in the net like a tuna <laughs> in this moon bounce thing. And I'm like hanging on the side and it's like fully, my body's like fully off the ground, like suspended in this like tuna net. And I was like, you guys, I'm a tuna. And everyone like turned around and they were like, ha Molly's an idiot. And we climbed out and it was fine. But when someone else walked up to me and said someone else did that earlier. Do you but- want to know who that other person was? You? No, Tom Sandoval. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. It was the most amazing thing. <laughs> that means nothing to me. <laughs> Ariana's, Ariana's boyfriend. Oh, okay. Wagon stuff's crush. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we were like all in the gazebo just having such a lovely conversation. And then all of a sudden Ed was like, oh, God. <laughs> and then we turn and all I saw were your legs in the air and like the back of your jorts. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it was amazing. And it was the flopping about to get out. Was I was really a tuna. Good. I know. Well, I, this is the thing. I just have too much fun with those things. Like anytime like I can jump on something or get crazy or like throw my body across mm-hmm. something or hang from a rope or like do anything like that. I love it. And so, then and then the producers were like, do it again. That was so funny. And you just like booked it across the lawn. Like, no, 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 no. I was like, I, I really, in the moment, I did not in the moment and not on camera. I was not going to recreate that <laughs> for television cameras. I care about my life. Like <laughs> if they caught that, that would have been pretty bad. But I figured there was no cameras in front of me. They wouldn't have gotten a full shot. Maybe they would have gotten a side shot and you only would have seen my curly head. But You were just so bold and brazen about your protestation. But then you like, could have been yeah. on Vanderpump Rules. I don't want that. No. Oh. It's not. You don't. I don't want don't that. Like I that. mean, like, here's the thing is that I, if I could, if I had some sort of, like, greater purpose, or I just know if they show three seconds of you on a reality show or 10 seconds of you and you're an unknown person, you're doing something fucking stupid. Like, you're just B-roll to laugh at. So that's what I was fearing. Um, 
One other thing was that was really funny. And Lara Shainals, she was there too. And we were laughing so fucking hard about this. And she's going to come on soon. We, Lara and I went into the sumo wrestling thing. And um, we both put on those like sumo wrestling suits. And we were wrestling each other. But like not really. We we're mostly just like hanging out in these sumo wrestling suits. <laughs> and then after like a minute, it was so fucking hot. It was in Woodland Hills on like the hottest day. So hot. And um. I, I jump out of the sumo wrestling thing and I run over to Ed and I look at him and I'm like all desperate and crazy. And I'm like, get me out of this. And he like starts ripping me out of it. And Lara was like, that was like when Carrie and Miranda went to go try on wedding dresses and Carrie had her rip her out of the wedding dress. I was like, that's exactly what it was. I was hyperventilating. <laughs> like I was Carrie in the wedding dress. It was crazy. It was a really hot thing. Anyway, fun party, fun times. Um, email us, you guys. Askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. You can follow us all over social on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on there. Uh, we're on soundcloud.com and iTunes. Again, you can go in there and rate us. We'll read your review on the show. You guys are so awesome. I really appreciate all of you listening. And um, Meredith, thanks for being here. This is so much fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being a front. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no probs. Have a good week, you guys. <laughs>